Bloomington Normal had only one documented lynching. This week's episode of McHistory tells of the gruesome death of Charles Pierce. In October of 1881, a mob of residents incited the lynching. Pierce was a white man accused of horse theft and murder. The rope was instantly slacked several times, causing Pierce to fall with a jerk, subjecting him to a terrible death. The crowd hollered as they pressed around, higher, higher, pull him up higher. The body was pulled up so that the crowd could all plainly see it. And cheer after cheer gave expression of the fact that the people were satisfied with what had been done. The story begins at the McLean County Jail, which at that time was located at the southwest corner of Center and Market Streets. Today, this is a section of a municipal parking garage at the north end of downtown Bloomington. There, an accused horse thief, Charles Pierce, he also went by the name Charles Howlett, is being transferred from one cell to another. Uh, he wrestles away a gun from a jailer, uh, Teddy Frank. Teddy Frank then is shot in the shoulder and in the chest, uh, and he will die of his wounds. Of course, Teddy Frank was beloved in the community. The panograph is fanning the flames. Uh, runs a headline the next morning, says, Big-hearted Teddy Frank sent to eternity by the treachery of a villain. Word quickly spreads that the beloved Teddy Frank has been murdered by a no-good horse thief, Charles Pierce. Uh, and a half an hour later, a crowd begins to gather. Uh, uh, at the McLean County Jail, and we begin to hear calls for Judge Lynch. Let's lynch this person. He does not deserve uh, to live a day more. Once a crowd begins to gather, some citizens, some righteous citizens, uh, decide to stand up to the mob. And one of those individuals is a state senator, a former state's attorney, uh, Joseph Pfeiffer, who will become, uh, in, in, in a few years, a governor of Illinois. But he has no success in quieting the passions of the mob. The mob is going to do what it does. By 7 p.m., there's about 500 or so people, and an hour later at 8 p.m., the crowd is estimated to be several thousand. A uh, fire engine company is brought to the scene. Hoses are put on the crowd, but the fire engine company is, is beat back. Uh, a police officer attempts to intervene, and he is also beaten back by the mob. Mob eventually gains entrance into the county jail using uh, telegraph poles as battering rams to beat down the door. Charles Pierce, of course, uh, who murdered Teddy Frank just hours before, realizes what's happening. He knows uh, his hours are few, if not his minutes. Uh, as he is brought outside of the jail, he's viciously kicked as he was led to a tree kitty quarter from the jail, and he's pleading to the crowd, don't kick me, boys, I haven't got a minute more to live. But still, uh, there, is, there is no compassion whatsoever in this crowd. The rope was fastened and pierced the murderer of Teddy Frank was soon a lifeless corpse under the gallows. He was dressed in a coarse, cheap gingham shirt, no coat and a pair of overall pantaloons. He was hatless and the hair on his head stood upright as a shock of wheat. 
The tree stands just inside the walk, and the south limb over which the rope was thrown is about 14 feet from the ground, so that as he hung suspended almost directly over the walk. What is this that I can't see cold hands taking hold? He hangs there for about 30 minutes, a half an hour, as all sorts of really grotesque indignities are subjected to his body. His trousers are removed. Uh, somebody climbs up onto the tree and then climbs down upon his shoulders to put additional weight on the rope. He was repeatedly kicked and cuffed about. Some unfeeling wretch put a cigar stub into the mouth. Another took that out and replaced it with a cigarette. A lighted brand was held up close to the face, almost scorching the hair. All the while, uh, the crowd is cheering, including a lot of children as well. The night was dark and black. The dim light of the street lamp was reinforced by a miniature bonfire, kindled in the road in front of the place of execution. By its dim and ghastly flickerings could be seen the outline of the wretch's face and form as he hung between heaven and earth. The crowd did not at once disperse, but many remained to jeer and hoot at the swaying body. Within a few minutes, many had gone away, but hundreds remained fascinated by a strange and morbid curiosity. Among these were hundreds of women and girls and boys, and their eagerness to gaze on the dreadful sight was sickening to the thoughtful observer. My head is warm, my feet are cold, death is moving upon my soul. The following morning, passion's cool, but yet there is an intense interest in this event. And it's said that about three quarters of all able body Bloomington Normal residents that next day would visit the jail and the hanging tree, uh, just kitty corner from the jail where this deed was undertaken. The uh, individual hung, Charles Pierce, his body then is exhibited at Montel Jeter's undertaking establishment. A sheet covers his naked torso, but they leave that three-quarter inch rope around, uh, tied around his discolored neck, and hundreds and hundreds of people in the community then uh, gawk at, uh, at, at his corpse. The shocking sight that met the gaze of thousands of men and women after the vengeance of the crowd had been satisfied by the death of the victim was one that made an indelible impression upon the memory and will ever haunt the imagination of those who witnessed it. Won't you spare me over till another year? Won't you spare me over till another year? Won't you spare me over till another year? WGLT's Mary Cullen produced this episode of McHistory with help from McLean County Museum of History librarian Bill Kemp and museum volunteer Doug Williamson.